how are we ever supposed to get it all done? It seems like the days are getting shorter and the more clients I've gotten over the years, the harder my life gets. And I ask myself, maybe I shouldn't do this. If this is you, stop that silly head trash. I'm going to give you strategies and tactics that I've created in my photography business in the last 25 years that are going to change your life. Grab your pen, your paper, and your calendar right now, and let's get going. So the real question is, how are portrait photographers like us able to run a profitable business and still put our families first without selling digital files for cheap and working all the time? I'm Sarah Petty, your host of the Worth Every Penny Joycast, and I went from a stressed out, overworked mama with three babies to being named one of America's most profitable photographers without working my kids' lives away. Each week, I'll show you how to find and serve boutique portrait photography clients in a world where we compete with free thanks to everyone having a digital camera in their pocket. Take the first step to adding more joy and profit to your life by downloading your free photography business tools at joyofmarketing.com forward slash podcast. Okay, friend, today's going to be a short and sweet podcast, but it's packed with powerful information that if you use it, it can change your life. In case you're new here, you may not know that I had a little hobby photography business for a few years while I was working full time. I started charging clients in February of 1998 and just very part-time. I was barely charging more than I was paying. In fact, I was definitely losing money. And then in 2000, I had my twins. I decided to leave my full-time ad agency career and make a go of it. So the next year, two weeks before 9-11, I opened my first studio. And right before that happened, I doubled my prices four times. I completely went from a digital file model to a boutique model, which is what I teach now. And I was offering books and albums and wall portraits. And immediately my life got so much better because instead of collecting $75 at a time and paying $65 for the film and developing, because this was pre-digital, I started making really good money because my averages just kept going up and up and up. But what you find as you grow a business is something we call new level, new devil. So everything's going along great and you have your groove and then all of a sudden you get a few more clients a month and and then you have more images to retouch and you have all the correspondence and everything. And so you, again, run out of time. And so over the years, I had to keep doing things to figure out, okay, how am I supposed to make more money in the same amount of time I have? Because you can't just add more time. That's what's wrong with the digital file model. I was succeeding at it at first, even though it was film, I was giving them proofs and I was making $75 at a time, but I had no profit in there. And so I was working, working, working. So what I had to do was figure out how to structure my week so I could be extremely efficient. Because here's the reality. When you are an entrepreneur, you're using different sides of your brain and you have to be in a different state to operate that way. So for example, when you're doing book work and you're reconciling your checkbook and you're trying to make everything add up, I know you're saying, Sarah, I'm not doing this, but you need to be doing it. You're in that left side of your brain, that analytical side where you're thinking and it's hard. 
And then when you're doing creative things like a session or editing or doing fun things like that, you're in a completely different state. When you're doing client calls or you're taking a sales call, you're in a different state. And I found when I was going from state to state to state all day long, I was exhausted and I wasn't doing a good job at anything. And I think a lot of us who are creatives and especially those of us who are more likely to succeed as an entrepreneur, we have a lot of ideas in our brain at at any given time in the day. And that's a good thing, but also it's a, a challenging thing when you're trying to manage projects that come from different states. So let's dig in here. The first thing I did was I closed my business on Mondays for clients. So my voicemail, and it still says that, we're open Tuesday through Friday by appointment only. Now, what this does is I always have Monday open for a session in an emergency. If so, someone has a baby and they want a newborn session, I'm booked for two months, I can get them in on a Monday. Or every now and then I'd have a, a, a client come in and their child either was crying or wouldn't cooperate or whatever it was. And then they'd message me that night and say, oh my gosh, we got home and she threw up all over. She, I knew she wasn't acting herself. She was sick. So we need to do a new session and that's fine. I can always do it on Mondays, but that is the exception to the rule. That's the only time I use Mondays because when I was all by myself and I was super busy and I was booked all week and I was doing sessions a little here and this a little there, I was booked all week and there was no time to get the work done. So Monday was my workhorse day. I was retouching, editing, I was ordering, I was doing all of those things. So Monday was that day, no clients. The other thing that I like about Monday and Friday is that I was a mom, I had three kids under three, and I'm building this business. And so, boy, you leave the weekend and I feel like I'm spinning. So I protected my Monday morning and my Friday afternoon. So hopefully you have a calendar in front of you with a week, or you can draw seven boxes and kind of draw out what I'm sharing with you and then see if it works for you or or adjust it to your lifestyle. But for me, because my husband worked also Monday through Friday and our weekends were more traditional, some of you work, you know, jobs that work through the weekend or your spouse or partner does, that's fine. So adjust it to what works best for you. But for me, it was Monday morning and Friday afternoon because Monday morning I would sit down and I would look at, okay, what do I need to get in the week for my family? What do I need to download from the weekend? Like I'd fill my car back up with gas. I would do all of those things. And as they got into junior high and sports, I mean, I had to make sure what games do we have this week? What, you know, do I have to make snacks for some night? And I would plan all of those things Monday morning. Then Friday afternoon, I would wrap up my day in the morning at work. And then at noon, I would have a healthy lunch. And then in the afternoon, I would do the same thing. I would fill up with gas. I would plan for the weekend. I would look at, you know, do I need to run to the grocery store because we have a potluck tomorrow night and we have no groceries. And I know tomorrow's super busy or whatever the case may be. So I gave myself enough grace to know that, I mean, I have to leave time to get my family stuff done during the work week. And I know that feeling of guilt that you might be feeling because I felt it too of, gosh, when I'm working on my business, I feel like I should be with my family. And when I'm working with my family, I feel like I should be working on my business. And it was this constant tug of war. And when I finally just gave myself some space and said, dude, you're going to be a better parent and a better business person if you take these two half days and just do the buffering work that it takes to make everything else run smoothly. 
Okay, so Monday morning, Friday afternoon are really buffer time. So what can I move forward? How can I get the family activities running smoothly so I can be that good mom that I wanna be? Then Monday afternoon, what I would do is I would work on marketing. It was already a buffer day and I'm not taking clients. So I would look at what can I move forward? What can I delegate as I grew? I would meet with accountants if I needed to. Or as I got employees, I started with just one part-time and then a full-time one. Like what do they have on their plate for the week? And we would get organized for the week. And it was marketing, right? What marketing activities can I do? What do I need to go to? What letters do I need to write? What else do I need to do? That would happen Monday. And Friday, it's really settled in over the years. Friday is my sort of that same thing where all week I'll make notes on my yellow pad and I'll write down who I need to write notes of joy to. We call them notes of joy, right? There, there reaches out in my community. I'm a big old fashioned note writer, not a text, but writing a physical note with really cute note cards. And I have a lot of them for all my different target audiences, but that becomes so important. And I actually have a productivity sheet that's based on what I do with my yellow pad that I'm gonna give to you here at the end so that you can get yourself organized. And what I'd recommend is printing this out and using it. If you're an iPad user, you can pull it into an app called Notability and you can write out your week and then you can erase it and change it super easily or print them out and clip it to the top of your paperwork so that you always have a grip on what you're doing. Okay, then Tuesday through Thursday was production, where most of that time was focused on making money. So three activities we do as a photography business owner is we do more sessions, we do more sales presentations, and we do more marketing. And so those are the things I tried to really fit into those days. And what I know about myself, and you've got to look at yourself, but I am much better at using my left side of my brain, the logical side of my brain after I do creative things. But once I go into deep thinking mode, it's hard for me to be creative. So my rule of thumb was I want my sessions in the morning and my meetings, so my in-person consultation or my in-person presentation in the afternoons. Now, sometimes I might be having sessions all day or I might have meetings and presentations all day. I'm fine with either of those. But I know that about myself, that it's really hard for me to be creative after I've gone into thinking mode. Just my thing, right? So you've got to figure out what is best for you and you've got to figure out where your editing goes. I outsourced that editing as soon as I could because it was so time consuming. Um, and then I got an employee who did it and I haven't done it since. It's amazing to do the session and just be given the presentation an hour or two before the client comes so I can make any changes. We get it set up and then I get to go do what I love that makes us money. It doesn't make us money when I'm editing and retouching. It just doesn't. And I get it when you're starting, like I was a solopreneur, you got to do it yourself. But that's one of the first things that you can pay for to outsource as an entrepreneur because it's cost of sales. Cost of sales is something that you only have if you have a client. So you're only outsourcing your editing if you have a client paying you versus an employee that just sits there all day, whether you have clients or not, and you have to pay them. So outsourcing is one of the first things you can do. All right. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, in the morning I'm doing sessions, in the afternoon I'm doing the consultation and the presentations. As far as phone calls, for me, 
for whatever reason, that is a different state as well. And I like to do that at the end of the day. So it might be four o'clock and I have on my page all the calls I need to make, which you'll get this resource to use, all the calls I need to make. So I get myself in call state. Talking to people is different. Like when you're working on numbers, you just don't feel chatty because you got to stay focused. When you're being creative, I can go from that to being chatty, but it's still hard to go back and forth. And so at the end of the day, I clean up, I get organized, and I make my calls back to clients. And now, of course, Andrea can do it at my studio, but when I was doing it, and sometimes still I do it, I start with personal calls. So I might go call the dentist's office and schedule the kids for a dental appointment or my dental appointment. And I talk to them just like I would a client and I'm laughing and I'm I'm trying to create an engaging conversation because then the next call is easier, easier, easier. But I go back to back, bang, 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 bang. All right? So that's my week. Then on Friday, I wrap up the week in the morning, whether it's editing, retouching, whatever you need to do, have a healthy lunch, and then work on your weekend and planning for your next week. That's how you're able to go home on Friday night and be present and not be waking up in the middle of the night going, did I ever call that client back, <laughs> right? Because you've, you've redone this sheet that I'm going to give you, which is how I record all the things that I do in my day. It's my productivity organization system. And... I can sleep well at night and I'm not distracted, all right? And you can do that too. So Friday afternoon comes, I'm, I'm getting my to-do list for the next week all organized. I'm writing all my notes of joy. I clean my office and I leave, all right? And I leave. And here's the other thing that's really nice is that, you know, the, the eight-hour work week was just made up. Someone just made that baby up back in 1935, I think. <laughs> and it doesn't have to be that. When I was starting out, I had childcare two days a week because I had twins first and it cost about the same as, as daycare. And back then, you pretty much had to commit to daycare for the week. Now, I'm sure daycares have gotten smarter and they'll offer certain days. You know, one parent might want three days and one might want two, but back then it was all or nothing. And so it was the same amount to have my kids at home with a sort of a nanny person who would come those two days a week and she would also help maintain my house and things like that. So I thought, hey, this is a great way to do it. And so I could work two full days and then the rest of the time I would work at nap time or I'd squeeze in little things here and there. So don't feel like you have to plan out your week as a Monday through Friday, eight hour day or nine or 10 or 12. Look at the hours you have to work and then Look at the tasks that you want to do and put them together. So your creative tasks are together and your thinking tasks are together and your calling tasks are together and then chunk them out together. Now, with all of these strategies, you've got to keep in mind what I talked about at the beginning, that it's always new level, new devil. So you get your life planned out nicely and things are going smoothly and then you start improving your skills, especially those of you who are in my programs, you're getting better, your averages are going up and you're making more money, but then all of a sudden you find yourself out of that time again, right? You're just, it's, it's a swirl and it's never ending. So we go back and we scrub through and we take the same strategies and we look at, okay, how can we get you time back in your life? And the reality is, the higher your average order is, the easier your life gets. There are no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Making $1,000 with one client is a bazillion times 
easier and lower maintenance than 10 clients giving you $100. Doesn't matter how you slice it, it is more work to have more clients. I really think that's why so many of our students stay in our programs because as they're growing, they find that they are getting new problems, right? They're all of a sudden out of time again. So I think that's important to always have those resources that can help you because that stress is what stresses life out. It makes it really hard of staying up late and feeling like you're swirling and feeling like when you're working on your business, you should be with your family. And when you're with your family, you should be working on your business. And if you have these productivity systems, you can keep yourself being efficient. I know you're probably thinking that I'm talking about our programs because I want you to join. And you know what? I do. <laughs> this is how I've continued to grow my business and myself in so many tough times where I hit a growth ceiling, right? I would get stuck and I'm like, I can't do any more in my life. I've always had a team of coaches there helping me navigate the growth, right? Which is my one main coach and everyone on his team who's there to help me, which is what I do for students. So I've always looked for someone to coach me who has navigated it themselves. And then I follow their systems. This isn't just someone who's doing what seems like a good job at their business and then picking their brain because they don't have proven systems that others have used and gotten them to work. So I want someone who's ahead of me, who's doing it, who has proven systems and proven as a coach. Okay. Listen, running your business doesn't have to be hard and stressful and frustrating unless you enable that, right? Unless you're telling yourself that, oh, it has to be painful and I have to suffer for a while longer. No, I think the time for you to get proactive with scheduling your time in your business is now. And when you do that, the world will open up for you. That's how I've been able to be present with my children who are now, the last one is almost out of college. They're grown adults and I've been able to grow this business with them. I didn't wait until or tell myself it had to be painful and I had to suffer. I got coaches who knew how to do it. I hired them. I paid that money back and then I made more money, right? That's how it works. Listen, if you want a copy of my one cheater that I use to keep myself organized each week and have for 25 years, I dropped the link in the show notes, or you can grab it right here. Go to this link. Okay. It's free just for you as, as a reward for being such a loyal podcast listener. Go to joyofmarketing.com forward slash get organized joyofmarketing.com forward slash get organized. And of course, every time you rate this podcast and you give it a review, it helps more photographers see the goodness that we're putting into the world. And it's our belief that we lift as we climb. So here's to you climbing faster and less painfully. And I will see you next week, my friend. Hey, photographer, it's Sarah. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Worth Every Penny Joycast from start to finish. What if today you chose to squash your excuses and commit to doing something different for your business and for you? How would your life be different? Friend, you can absolutely do this and you don't have to do it alone. One of my biggest passions is helping others reach their potential. Newsflash, your photography business can make money without you having to work crazy hard. Join me for a brand new five-day challenge starting on October 2nd, 2023. 
Together, we'll work on your marketing so you can book more clients ASAP. Hop on over to joyofmarketing.com forward slash booking boost and sign up for this challenge. I don't offer these challenges very often, so join now because I know you're worth every penny.